Riverside. Wild Card Weekend starts on Saturday. Two games Saturday, three games Sunday, wrapping up with a mediocre game on Monday night. But boys, we've made it through 18 weeks. We're into the playoffs. Everyone is 0-0. Zero and zero, And the fight for the Super Bowl starts this weekend. Mike, thoughts to open us up? Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about the playoffs. We have some great matchups coming up that we're going to talk about. Um, I did want to say that my uh, Blue Chew pick of the week uh, did hit last week. So anyone that hit that up, if you bet a thousand, you would have won seven thousand. By the way, on that bet, so uh, just putting that. It's a out lot there. of Blue Chew. That's a lot. That's a lot of Blue Chew, bro. But no, super excited to hear your takes on the playoffs, and it's going to be fun. Let's do it, Dave. Uh, not much, you know, I'm just coming on tonight to try and get along with Mike this week. We had an off week last week and, uh, just want to become friends again and, and enjoy the playoffs in winning fashion. It's a great segue. An off week is just about right. It seems like, uh, we are not going into the playoffs on a high note. We are limping in like the Philadelphia Eagles. I went three and nine last week. Pathetic. 108 and 99 for the season. Mike, 5 and 6, 94 and 84. But as he said, the unofficial partner, Blue Chew, Wet Noodle, Soft Dick, Pick of the Week, Hit. That's his third one of the year. Dave, the only one respectable with a 5 and 5 record. 96 and 88 on the year. Sicko Teaser just missed once again as a show. 13 for 20. 297 and 273 on the year six parlays hit that is a a shining star for us with the six parlays hit as mentioned in the open though six games spread over three days to kick off wild card weekend and it all starts saturday at 3 30 central on nbc the five seed browns with an 11 and 6 record will play at the four seed texans 10 and 7 is how they ended their season. Cleveland favored by two and a half, 44 and a half the total in this game. I was low, man, so I'll kick us off. The Texans come in with a home game after Jacksonville completely shitting the bed to end the season. Polar opposites of what they did last year, where they won out to make it into the playoffs. This year, Jacksonville lost their way out. The Texans had a thriller in Indy last week. They come with the AFC South division title. Get to host Joe Flacco's Red Hot Browns. There's something about that environment in Texas, though, and uh, we saw it with the national championship game on Monday. And from what we've heard from the reports, having the national championship game in Houston after this had been announced, the city is ready for this game. They're ready to rally behind Mr. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans. Something about that that I think the Browns, their season does come to a halt this week. Give me the Texans' money line in this game. Mike? (laughs) You there, Mike? 
Yeah, I don't know how to un- unmute, <clears throat> so that's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys heard me with C.J. Stroud uh, last last week. Uh, I was all over him uh, while you guys were, were picking Minshew Mania. Um, uh, I, I actually really like the offense. It, you know, it, it's kind of weird to think about liking offense in this when the Browns have such a great defense. Um, the Texans also have a pretty decent defense as well. Um, but these teams have been putting up a lot of points and I, and I'm, I'm not looking past old man Flacco, man. He really has come back and just, I, I don't remember. I've seen, I've seen quarterbacks come back, older quarterbacks come back and, and like have a little bit of a spark, but he's been on fire, man. Like he is absolutely playing really good ball. Um, so I'm not going to pick a team here. Um, I'm going to pick the over. I'm going to go over 40. Uh, I think it's 44 and a half, I believe. Um, yeah. Give me some offense in this game. And let's let's see a wild one at the end because it seems like these two teams have really uh, had some wild ones. And so we'll see another one. All right. I love it. Dave, thoughts on the five, the five seed Browns and the four seed Texans? Mike, you're starting the week off tough because I chose CJ Stroud last week as well. So I was not all over uh, Minshew. Get your stats right. Anyway, you're right. That uh, was that, that was Dan. That was you're right. You're right. My it's bad. Okay. Just accountability. Um. Anyway, I am gonna ride the CJ Stroud uh, train again this week. I think Houston is gonna get a win uh, with a rookie quarterback who's had an incredible year uh, at home, and uh, the Flacco train does end this week. Uh, but a hell of a season. Uh, by the uh, the Browns, considering what they went through this year with the quarterback position, injuries, uh, Nick Chubb, you know, those kind of things go out the door. So uh, looking for a good game, but I do think uh, Houston will take the W in this one. Let's go to Saturday night. And probably one of the smartest moves by the NFL and Roger Goodell there is one game that NBC gets to put exclusively on Peacock in the playoffs. You want to grow NBC's subscriber base? Right now, you put the three-seed Chiefs with an 11-6 and six record against the six-seed Dolphins with that same 11-6 and six record and watch those Swifties buy up Peacock just to see if Taylor's in the, in the crowd. Great marketing move. Smart play. I know a lot of people hate it having a game exclusively on a streaming service. I think it's smart. But, Dave, I want to hear your thoughts on this one first. Hey, hey Dan, before before we analyze, can I put, bring up one more quick thing um, yeah. that I was not, I did not realize? So, apparently, there's some really famous TikToker uh, that's, I, I don't know, out there. And she is actually dating um, one of the Dolphins wide receivers. Uh, yes, I, I, I don't. I think it's like Demario something. I, I it's like a third or fourth string uh, r- wide receiver. Um, but just a heads up, like Taylor and that chick is going to be in the building. So you you are absolutely right. You you hit it on the head, dude. Like uh, very smart move there for for uh, NBC. Those of you locally in Kansas City or Miami, it still will be on your local affiliate. But everyone else. Peacock and Peacock alone. But Dave, as I said, can I get your thoughts on this one first? Um, I'm upset that I won't be able to watch the game. Uh, I understand the marketing part of it, but I think it's stupid. Uh, 
but about the game anyway uh i think this is chiefs all the way um i'm taking i'm gonna double dip here i'm gonna go chiefs minus four i'm gonna take the under i like the under as my strongest player out of there um but that's what i'm going with i think with the cold weather the real feel whatever is going to be like negative 20 i saw uh it all feeds into the chiefs it's going to be a hard game for for uh, miami to come into that type of weather and and win outright in that atmosphere uh chiefs have struggled miami's kind of struggled i see uh the chiefs really kicking it into gear here and going after that super bowl so give me the chiefs uh minus four and i'll take the under all righty dave uh we'll make sure you're able to watch the game mike yeah, I was gonna say, dude, I'll 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 share with you, buddy, because um, I have Peacock. Someone's gonna get you watching that game, bud. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm with you, Dave. Uh, I think that uh, I, I was looking at the injury report for Miami, uh, and that was like the main topic of conversation right now with Miami is they are just beat to shit. Their offensive line, some of their defensive players. Obviously, we've seen Waddles. Uh, Waddle was out last week. Uh, Mostert's a questionable. Obviously, he'll probably play. I think this is going to be um, uh, a lot of defense with some big plays, is what I would say. Um, and I think that you're going to see a lot of running here. Um, so I'm actually, I'm actually with Dave 100% here. I, I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs. Um, zero degrees. I mean, it is going to be incredibly cold. Uh, for those Miami folks to come up to KC. Um, not that it's not going to be cold for our players as well, but I think that we're we're used to playing in a little bit colder uh, elements than what they are. I think it's going to be a tough, gritty game um, with some really big plays, um, but I do see the Chiefs winning this one and, and covering the spread, and I'm also going to go under with Dave, um, so he's I, I feel like he's uh, 100% on it this week. Well, I feel like with my stats, my stats now, I don't have to argue with you guys as I expected that I would. We all three have the exact same play, the under 44 and a half and the Chiefs by four. But here's why. We've all laid out our opinion. I want to lay out some history to go with it. Tua in kickoffs under 45 degrees is 0-4. The Dolphins arguably are the worst cold weather team in the NFL. In their past 10 games where kickoff temp was below 40 degrees, the Dolphins are 0-10 and have lost those games by an average of 17 points. Three of those under Mike McDaniel. Dan dug deep this week. Let's go. (laughs) LFG. I wish it were colder. But, boys, that lines up. We all know, I mean, realistically, Baltimore's on the bye, but they're frauds. They've probably already lost. So, very well could have a divisional right here at Arrowhead once again. Speaking of, you know, I did notice something with the schedule. The three AFC games are blocked at the beginning. The three NFC games are blocked at the end. Seven seed Steelers, 10 and seven record. Mike Tomlin over 500 once again. They travel up to Buffalo to play the two seed Bills with that 11 and six record. CBS at noon on Sunday, Buffalo favored by 10 here, 36 and a half the total. Going to be another chilly one up in Buffalo. Mike, what do you got? 
Yeah, uh, I, I agreed. I think it's going to be a chilly one up there in Buffalo. Um, you know, <clears throat> I think that uh, there will be some points scored in this game. That 36 actually seems a little bit low considering Rudolph, um, like I said last week, had gone 27 and 31. I don't know how many they scored last week um, against uh, that, that really tough Baltimore defense, uh, what, 13 or 17, something like that. In fact, I oh. think I even said – last week that it would probably be like a 17 to 10 game. And I think that's what it was. Um, so I think that there's going to be some points scored in this game. Um, I do think that bu- the Buffalo does end, end up winning it. 10 points is just a lot of points for me. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and just take the over on this one. If I was a betting man on the, on the money line or not the money line, but spread, I'd probably go ahead and take Pittsburgh uh, with that plus 10 points. Um, but I don't see, uh, Pittsburgh beating Buffalo, and then the Chiefs being able to hold the uh, GEHA annual um, AFC Championship this year. Unfortunately, um, I don't see, I don't see that happening. Um, with I'm sorry, with our divisional uh, or conference game. You gave me a good segue, and I'm going to digress again because I forgot the most important stat. We talked about games with kickoffs under 40 degrees. The Chiefs in that same span are 9 of 10, 4-0 in the playoffs. That divisional game, it's going to come back here. I love Pittsburgh plus 10 here. I did not like what I saw between Buffalo and Miami last week. It was kind of a snooze fest for a while. Allen's turnover bug has not gotten any better. Yes, Mr. Watt for the Steelers will not be playing, but that defense is still very stingy. I think that this is where we see the upset this week, in my opinion. I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus 10, but I think this is going to be a lot closer ballgame than a lot of people think. And if you listen to the pundits, the talking heads, they agree in a majority of them that this is going to be a much closer football game than a lot of people expect. Dave? Yeah, I'm on the same page as you here. Uh, I like Pittsburgh plus 10. I think it's going to be a a lot closer game than I think the Chiefs game will be, in my opinion. Um, even though it's a six-point differential in the spread. Uh, Pittsburgh's a tough, gritty team. It, I think it all comes down to if their defense shows up that day and even plays average. Like you said, Allen, his, turnover, his first two turnovers in that game versus Miami were just – the first one was like – I don't even know what to say about it. He just he just stepped back and threw it right into the right into the corner's arms. Um, that hasn't stopped all year. Yes, he's been an unbelievable player. I think he's got like forty touchdowns or something, but he also has like twenty one turnovers. Uh, that will not last in the playoffs. So uh, I'm going to trust Pittsburgh and uh, a well coached Tomlin team here. Disciplined Tomlin team. Let's go to the NFC seven seed Packers coming in with a nine and eight regular season record. Two seed Cowboys, 12 and five champions of the NFC East. Once again, the NFC East did not have a back to back division winner. This game. I love, I love it a lot. And here's why. Do you guys know Green Bay has never lost at AT AT&T stadium? They have won four in a row against the Cowboys and nine of the last 10. Now, I'm not going to say that they're going to win this game this week, but they're going to keep this one close. I love Green Bay plus seven and a half here in 
what I think will be a hell of a football game back and forth. Something about Green Bay. However, they're grooming their quarterbacks. Maybe Chicago should take some lessons on it. Just saying, yes, I threw my shot there. But they've had three quarterbacks in the last 30 years, and they've all played well so far. Yes, it's Love's early in his career. We'll see what happens in year two. Year one, he has gotten progressively better and now is in the playoffs. So give me Green Bay plus seven and a half. Mike? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that, buddy. Um, I, uh, I think that if we were playing in Green Bay, this would be a completely different game. It seems like Jordan Love um, does really, really good at Lambeau. While you talk about the the, the, the Packers never losing in Dallas, it, it's always been with Aaron Rodgers, so that's a little bit of a skewed stat, I would say, because Aaron Rodgers was in every game that he ever fucking played. Um, so I I really I think that the Cowboys run away with this one. I really do. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm thinking like thirteen points here. Um, that the Cowboys win by. Uh, and I think it gets really gross really early, to be honest with you. Um, so give me those boys. Uh, give me the boys. Give me CD's nuts um, and give me them points because I think they, they cover it. I'd love to hear what Dave says. Dallas by seven and a half. Fifty and a half is the number, by the way. I forgot to mention that. So, Dave? Dallas by a million. By an absolute fucking million. It's not going to be I'm close. I, I think Dallas wins by 20-plus. I'm dead serious. Um, last time I brought up those stats about Dallas at home, obviously it was when they played Detroit, uh, but that was one game. Uh, I think they're going to play like they, they were all year at home. I think they're going to put up 40-plus, and uh, Jordan Love's just going to be in too big of a hole to make a comeback. So give me Dallas my 7.5, and, and I think that's the strongest play of the week. You guys seem to forget that Mike McCarthy gets real fucking stupid real fucking quick in the playoffs. They will win spite despite Mike McCarthy. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> the fourth quarter is not going to matter. <laughs> Six seed Rams, 10 and 7 record. Three seed Lions, 12 and 5. 7 o'clock on NBC on Sunday. Detroit is favored by three. 51 and a half the total the lions first home playoff game in 30 years tickets to this game astronomical the cheapest way to get in the door right now over 450 dollars which that the was most ex- the most expensive game in the nfl in wild card weekend the Chiefs game is the cheapest due to the sub-zero temperatures, and me and Mike saw that trying to get rid of ours. A lot of homecomings here, guys. Stafford, Goff, back together. But the the electricity around the city of Detroit, the rallying behind this team, oh the way God. this team plays, I love it. Yeah, they, they had... They limped for a couple weeks there. This I don't see as a very great matchup in the end. I think I'm thinking this one is how you guys feel about the Cowboys and the Packers. Give me those Lions by a million Lions minus three 
for me. Dave, you clearly have a lot to say. Let's hear it. I just don't see how you think this game's going to be a blowout. Um, Matt Stafford coming back. His back's against the wall. He's an underdog on an away playoff game. Uh, he's got plenty of weapons. This team can can beat the, uh, the Lions outright, that's for sure. It should be a really good game, but I am going to take the Rams plus three as kind of a sneaky pick this week. I think Stafford's just going to come back and play really well in, his, in where he you know, played most of his career. And uh, I do not think the Lions run away with this. If anything, I think they might kick a last-second field goal. But uh, I'm taking Rams plus three here. Mike? We are here, gentlemen. As Dave would say, mm-hmm. we are here. Let's go. Matt Stafford coming back to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is going to be the game that, out of all the games that I want to see this weekend, and I don't think I would have ever said that in the preseason uh, at all, um, but this game is going to be electric. Matt Stafford's so comfortable um, in his old playing grounds. Jared Goff. Jared Goff playing against his ex-team. Like, how many more fireworks do you need? Um, this is crazy. This is insanity. Um, Detroit hasn't had a playoff game in 30 years, and there's a reason for that. They like to lay big, fat turds, and they're going to lay a big, fat turd right on Dan's lawn this weekend, and they're going to outright beat them. They're going to beat the Detroit Lions. That is my hot take of the week, baby. Stafford comes back. Have you guys ever seen the video of Matt Stafford when he, like, broke his arm on, like, the goal line and still threw mm-hmm. the ball? Like, that – he is one of the toughest SOBs and most underrated quarterbacks um, that that I've ever seen in current day. Like, he is a beast, and he's going to come back with a vengeance. They are going to win, buddy. Give me them Rams money line all day long. I love it. Just a big fuck you today. Pretty much. I saw a great TikTok video today that sounded so official at the start of, you know, the city of Detroit welcomes fans to the game. It's going to be a busy day. And, you know, we want to give a few safety reminders. And then it turns into if you show up wearing a Matthew Stafford jersey, you will be thrown out of the building and put on our bitch list where you can never come back to Ford Field. It was and it went on and on. It was quite great. That was as good as the plow your mom tweet you sent me the other day. <laughs> Five seed Eagles limped their way in with an eleven and six record. Four seed Bucks Baker Mayfield gets a home game with a nine and eight record as a division champion. Eagles are favored by three here. Forty three and a half the total. Dave, I want to hear your words of wisdom first. I, I, I'm guessing I'm going to take the side that most of the public is going to be on. I'm going to take uh, the Bucks plus three here at home versus a team that is probably the most fraud team right now in the NFL, to be honest. Yes, they didn't play starters last week in the second half, but the Giants absolutely crumbled them in the first half. 
Uh, Jalen Hurts has a broken finger. I'm sure he's fine, but he's got a broken finger. A.J. Brown, I don't know if he's going to play. He got hurt last week. They can't score points. The offense is is not doing – I guess they played good two weeks ago, but last week they threw up a donut basically with the starters, uh, and their defense has got awful. The Giants picked them apart. Uh, their defense has been getting ripped for probably four to six weeks now. Uh, Baker, the franchise quarterback, is going to come in, and uh, I'm going to take him plus three, but I think they could beat him outright, and uh, hopefully – it's going to be a good game, and the Eagles don't look like they did versus Giants. Uh, I'm a little worried. You know, I'd like to see the Eagles get back into it. Um, but, you know, I don't know the status of Hurts. Obviously, he's going to play, but uh, that that team is not okay right now. They're not okay. Mike? Yeah, like Dave said, I mean, the the Eagles are just reeling right now. I, You know, I, I didn't get a chance to catch the Kelsey podcast uh, today yet, and it's usually a Wednesday night whenever I catch it. I'd, I'd be really interested to see the take that Jason ha- had on, on last week and then, like, where they are. Dan, did you already – I'm sure you already caught it, right? Cliff notes. Yeah, it was uh, it was the normal thing that we yeah. hear every week of we've yeah. got to be better. We've got to rally around each other. We're O and O right now. This yeah. is when you turn the page. This is when things happen. But you've got to control it. You know the the typical things that we've heard from guys that have played under Andy. Yeah, and more more about like execution and um and and just making sure that making sure that. Uh, Mike, we're going to come back to you. Your mic cut out on that one. All right, stand by. All right, but uh, for myself, Dave, I'm with you. Bucks plus three in this one, and, and it, it it is unfortunate for me to uh, say that I think this it will be the last time that we see Jason Kelsey on an NFL football field playing on a Sunday. Um, that team's just not ready. Um, they're not playing a good caliber of football. If they played the last six weeks, this, uh, that same way through the regular season, they wouldn't even be here right now. Um, I, I, you know, since Nick Sirianni, um, did his shenanigans at Arrowhead, they're two and five. Mm -hmm. So talk shit, get hit. But Mike, let's go back to you. All right. Sorry if I did, did I, was I not on mute during all of the commotion? (laughs) Uh, we heard a little bit. It's fine. Okay, right on, man. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, I think that the Eagles are reeling right now. I think that they're, uh, they're having some issues. Um, but I really think, like, I, I've gone back and forth with the Eagles the last couple of weeks. And today's point, I think they really got handled by the Giants uh, last week in the first half, and they didn't play their starters. But um, guys. It's Baker Mayfield. It, it, it's Baker Mayfield, guys. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> uh, he's dog shit. I've said he's dog shit. He's going to continue to be dog shit. I think that I think that the Eagles really do come through this. this week. Uh, really? Fuck you. All right. We'll see who. <laughs> really? How long is this laugh? All right. Um, but, no, I, I, I really think that the Eagles do put it together this week. Um, and, and I think that they cover the points. They're going to cover the three. Um, and I think it's going to be more of a low scoring game. So I'm going to actually double dip on this one. And give me the under as well. To each their own, Mike. Just kidding. I still love you. 
I still love you. All right, boys. That wraps up our wildcard projections. Before we wrap up, it has been a dark week for seven teams. This, Well, four. Three of them already did it. There are now seven job openings for head coaches in the National Football League with the Raiders, the Chargers, the Panthers all firing before the season ended. But this week we saw Atlanta's coach and Arthur Smith go. Ron Rivera, as expected, was let go in Washington. Today we found out that Pete Carroll is out in Seattle and probably the most surprising one to me, Mike Vrabel, is out in Tennessee. Out of those openings, you guys, we watch a lot of football. I want to know from each of you which one you think is the most attractive job opening right now. And I'll start with Dave. Uh, go to Mike. I need time to think. Hold on. I'll go. I'll go to Mike. Yeah. Um, I, I think Seattle, man. I think that I think that they're on the they've always been on the cusp the last few years. I mean, it wasn't that long ago uh that well, I guess it was. I'm thinking of uh back in the day, but they're always a very competitive team and I think the city really rallies around them and I think that they really do uh, I think it's the twelfth man on defense. Like it is really hard to play in Seattle because they are very passionate about football. Um so I think that if Seattle's I, – I like Geno. Um, I do. Uh, I think – but he's more of a journeyman quarterback. And I think if they can get their franchise quarterback with the weapons that they have, I think that that's a really, really attractive job to go to. So I'm going to say Seattle, man. That's that's my fave. Dave, are you ready? Yeah. I, I can see where Mike's coming from with Seattle and some of the weapons they have and stuff like that. I don't think Geno's the guy. Um, I also kind of like Atlanta. Um, I, I think with B. John, uh, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, uh, they got a lot of pieces offensively they could put together in that defense. Statistically, is def- decent. Uh, I think that would be a nice, nice spot for someone uh, to come in and that, that team could be competitive right away. I mean, they missed the playoffs by a game essentially this year. Um, and that offense had no quarterback. So, uh, speaking on Chicago, I mean, if fields were to come out, that's a big landing spot for him. Uh, he could really help that team. I think so. I, I kind of like the situation in Atlanta with some of the talent they got. I'm with you, Dave. I think that Atlanta, with their roster makeup today, you give them a decent quarterback and a coach that doesn't just do some weird fucked up shit with his play calling and his game plan. I think they could be dangerous. They almost got their way in this year. They would have just wrapped up a couple of things. They they had a chance down the stretch to get in. Arthur Smith goes 7-9 and nine in all three years in Atlanta, but that roster is made up to win now i think that if the raiders are smart and they're not antonio pierce stays there i thought he did a commendable job as the intern rallying that locker room around my hot take is kirby smart will end up as the coach of the atlanta falcons i've read a couple reports that the ownership in atlanta basically has a blank check for him if he wants it and if we're talking about If EB 
wants to have a shot, I think that his shot is in Carolina to yeah. grow that quarterback. Who wants to go play for that GM, though? Or did they That's let go point. of the GM? I believe they let go of both, coach and GM. Or I meant the – or not that, the owner, I meant the owner. Oh, in Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, well, we we have to have one. We got rid of Dan Snyder, so someone had to take his place. I mean, he's awful. I mean, realistically, if you want to talk about teams that are completely fucking themselves, it would be the Denver Broncos. Yeah. The report of having, uh, asking our boy Russell to waive his guarantees or they're going to bench him, if you don't think that's going to backfire in free agency and they're going to have to overpay to fill their roster with decent talent, you're wrong. The league sees that. The agents see that. Like, you made your guarantees. That's a bed you have to lie in. And if they cut or trade Wilson, they're fucked. They're kind of stuck with him. I believe it's an $86 million dead cap hit if they cut or trade him this year. I just want to see the kid cook. (laughs) Russ needs to cook. But yes, I love that job open in Atlanta. And that would be cool to see Kirby Smart there. Um, New England still in play. We don't really know what's going to go on with Belichick yet. Uh, Last report is him and Robert were supposed to meet Thursday again to figure out what was going on. But uh, the other openings are definitely going to be a challenge ahead. Boys, let's go into our special bets of the week. It's the playoffs. We don't have to stick with our normal trend if you don't want to. I myself did not. They are not all money line picks, and there's only four of them, but it's still my beautiful odds. Plus 11.63. Give me Houston money line. Give me the under in the Chiefs game. Give me Pitt plus 10 and the Lions money line this week. Dave, what are you going to give us this week? I still made everyone just a tiny little teaser to throw a little sprinkle on this this weekend. It's only four legs this week. It is plus 250, but it's only going to be adding five and a half points instead of seven since there's only four legs. It's going to start off with a Kansas City under. That will move to 50. Steelers will go to plus 15 and a half. Rams will go to plus eight and a half. And Bucks will go to plus eight and a half. All right. To the unofficial sponsor of Dan and Dave, Blue Chew Wet, or sorry, Dan and Mike. Dave doesn't need that for about 10 more years. (laughs) The Blue Chew Whiskey Dick Soft Noodle Bet of the Week. Mike, what do you have for us this week? All right. Well, I'm looking to go back to back here, baby, but, you know, as expected, it's not a plus 1200, 400, or, or 1400, or 2000. Uh, but I do have a plus 505. It's nice. Oh, my God. Oh, come on, Dave. What was your teaser? Plus 250. And it's okay. a teaser. Okay. So, so basically, I'm 100% more than you. That's cool. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> we're going to go with the Buffalo Bills money line. We're going to go Cowboys money line. 
as expected. We're going to hit those Rams money line against the Detroit Lions. That's going to be my upset of the week. And give me them Eagles to defeat Tampa Bay money line, minus 155. That's going to get you a total of plus 505. 10 will win you 50. Let's do it. How is that only 505? It is. Oh, because Buffalo and Dallas are heavy favorites. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. All right, so Dave is at plus 250 with a teaser. That's normal. We can't make fun of him. Mike is soft, like he's at a nursing home at 505, and I am plus 1163. I just want to go back-to-back, Dan. How many parlays have you hit this this year going plus 1,000? I just want to know. It's a can't-lose, baby. Can't lose. I think we need a rule that if you're not doing a teaser, it has to be at least plus eight hundred. At oh least. God, Vegas would love you guys. Head, head, well, that's head, hard head, to head. do. That's harder. That's harder to do in the playoffs. But I think we should talk about this during the regular season. I mean, but, plus five hundred five. Come on. He's so, he's soft. Guys, the Packers are almost plus 505 versus Dallas this week. You're fucking killing me, guys. You're killing me. (laughs) I mean, shit. Well, that is your wild card edition of Pick'em with Dan, Dave, and Mike. We'll be back next week for the divisional round. We'll see what comes out of, once again, a crazy, crazy wild card weekend. Thank you for listening. And we will talk again very soon.